Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical LibroCubicalist, and I think I might be getting a cold, and possibly it's making my voice sound real sexy. <clears throat> Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. I say this as a warning of spoilers, a sort of spoiler warning. Another thing I like to say at the top of every show is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. Oh, God. God. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes because those are things that are good for podcasts. So please consider doing so. It would be mighty nice of you. And I know it's nice to be nice to the nice. So, you know, maybe I'm nice. Maybe I'm not. You don't know. But if you've listened to all 350 episodes of this, almost, more than, less than, somewhere around that, then evidence of my niceness is, should be there, I assume. Oh boy. Okay, before we get any further off the rails, I'm going to push a button that will get us started officially. Ladies and gentlemen. Like this. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Madsen's Mancake Mix. Okay, movie, the first, is rather a stand-up comedy special, which I like to jam into movie monologues for the reason that they're kind of movies. They're kind of TV. They're kind of a thing unto themselves. I basically just jam them in wherever I feel like them 90% of the time, probably, into the movie monologue. Uh, a whole bunch of good ones have come out lately. This one I was particularly happy to see, and it is Paul F. Tompkins, colon, sure, in the title, uh, Crying and Driving. Yes, Crying and Driving is the name of his comedy special. Uh, if you are one of the aforementioned longtime listeners of this podcast, you will know of my great affinity for Mr. Tompkins and how... Uh, my, my sort of feeling that whenever he has anything to do with a podcast, it's going to be a good one. Ooh, maybe the very uh, me mentioning him on this will up the goodness of this podcast. Or does he have to actually be on it? Yeah, that's probably more likely. But still, yeah, but still. Uh, I had never, like, I knew he came from stand-up. Uh, I knew he's, I kind of know him more from improv and podcasts than I had ever from stand-up. Uh, so I wanted to experience that, and luckily, 
it was uh, readily available to me, and boy howdy, and I'm I glad I uh, watched it. Super, super funny dude. If you like him on podcasts, you will like him uh, on this comedy special. In fact, I think he opened up with a line of something like, and I'm going to mangle this, uh, if you enjoy Paul F. Tompkins-style humor, you will like this. That's not what the line was. It was funnier than that, but you sort of get the picture. He does have a certain style about him, and I don't just mean how he dresses, the snazzy dresser that he is. Uh, Easy, easy, easy for me to give this a 5 out of 5. If you've read the episode description, you will know that I'm pretty jam-packed in this movie monologue, so I don't really have time to get into it in any detail, other than to say, if you like comedy, if you like Paul F. Tompkins, well, this has both of those things, and go watch it, please. Uh, moving on to a weird one. I love a weird movie. I love a weird violent movie. And quite often, uh, the weirder, the more violenter, the weirder, the more violenter, if you see what I'm saying. They sort of can go hand in hand and feed off one another. Of course, I'm talking about Lumberjack Man. Lumberjack Man. What the fuck? Uh, this I heard about because of Adam Sessler. Uh, on, I think it was Kevin Pereira's podcast, spoke of it. So uh, I sought it out. <laughs> it's, it was very strange being such a fan of Adam Sessler to see him in an acting role. Although, when you think about it, if you were a watcher of the television show X-Play, um, the skits that they would do on that were acting. So to see him acting shouldn't be as weird as it felt, just because maybe it was in a movie. Uh, with uh, Also... Featuring Michael Madsen, I should say, as Dr. Peter Shirtcliffe. (laughs) I didn't realize that was his name. Uh, I got the IMDb open, let me give you that. Uh, As the staff of Good Friends Church Camp prepares for a spring break uh, filled with fun under the sun, a demon logger rises from his sap boiler to wreak his vengeance and feast on flapjack soaked in the blood of his victims... I don't think you could write a better movie description than that. That's, that's the perfect movie description. Uh, five out of five, needless to say. It's got uh, boobs, it's got uh, violences, it's got comedies, obviously. Y- you can't write a, make a movie like that and have it be 100% scary 100% of the time. That would be ridiculous. I uh, really enjoyed this. Uh, so bad it's good, sure, we'll say that. So bad it's bad, sure, we'll say that. Uh, definitely recommend. Lumberjack Man. Uh, moving on to Knock Knock. Okay, this was an interesting one. Uh, starring Keanu Reeves and two super hot girls. Hey, there you go, can't go wrong with that. Uh, (laughs) this is an interesting, watch this with the misses, I should perhaps specify. Uh, an interesting movie to watch with your significant other uh, because it will raise some questions. (laughs) Uh, Basically, here's the gist. Well, why don't I I read the IMDA? They probably did a better job. Uh, When a devoted husband and father is left home alone for the weekend, two stranded young women unexpectedly knock... Knock on his door for help. What starts out as a kind gesture results in a dangerous seduction and a deadly game of cat and mouse. Uh, Yeah, so basically these two girls are fucking crazy and torture him both mentally and eventually physically. 
Uh, and it's sort of their M.O., modus operandi, if you prefer, is that uh, they try to find men who are supremely devoted to their wives and seduce said men uh, through any means necessary. Uh, which is not fair, what I thought. Like, they basically came into uh, uh, this guy's house super, super hot-looking and forced a blowjob on him, which led to uh, hours of sex. So he was raped in a way. In a way. Uh, so watching this with your significant other is going to raise some questions. Like, like, would you, from the missus, obviously, what would you do in this situation? And uh, my question, obviously, for her would be, what would happen if I fell for the same situation? Uh, the results were comical. <laughs> oh, excuse me. There's that cold I was talking about. It's brewing, I can feel it. Much like the brewing resentment between Keno Reeves and his wife, no doubt. Uh, Rating-wise, I'll go 4 out of 5. Uh, definitely some enjoyment. Uh, and not really like other things I've seen, which I always appreciate. Uh, Keanu Reeves uh, is always good. Well, I suppose he's not always good. But as he ages, I find he gets to be better and be better. Uh, what was that? John Wick. Uh, I heard they're making another one of those. I think I gave that a 5 out of 5 on this very podcast. Let's move on to Tangerine. Yeah, this one was weird. Uh, a working girl tears through Tinseltown on Christmas Eve, searching for the pimp who broke her heart. Uh, this is... It was a strange movie. <laughs> sort of like little vignettes, almost, of what's going on in this time, in this place. Uh, a collection of strange people and their interactions with one another, uh, which is something I enjoy. I enjoy movies like that, with not really necessarily a, a clear-feeling goal to them, just interactions of humans with one another. Uh, good stuff. I'll go 4 to 5 for that. Uh, I'm way over time here. Uh, Lee Daniels, The Butler, uh, for last. This is a good Sunday movie. Um, you probably know of, of it. If you have not seen it, uh, involving... Well, let me read the IMDA. Uh, as Cecil Gaines serves eight presidents during his tenure as a butler at the White House, the Civil Rights Movement, Vietnam, and other major events affect his affect this man's family and American society. So, uh, racial stuff uh, and how it's progressed over the years, uh, sort of through the eyes of a butler who works at the White House. Interesting idea. I think based on a true story? Is that true? Oh, it could easily be true. It could easily not be true. Uh, everyone's good in this. Uh, you're going to learn some things. Uh, you, you might have the odd laugh. You might have the odd cry. Uh, Rating-wise, we'll go four out of five. And we have to move on because I should not be taking this long. But that was a jam-packed movie monologue. So what are you going to do, right? Today's Television Talk sponsor is Meats by Reggie. Okay, so let's start off talking Comedy Bang Bang Season 4, The Television Show. Wait a second, I've heard of Comedy Bang Bang the podcast, but Comedy Bang Bang the Television Show? That's a, uh, 
uh, Scott Ackerman joke that he uses from time to time. So I used it there because he's the host. So that means I can't steal that joke as long as I explain that I stole it. I think that's allowed. Uh, m- more craziness, more laughs in the form of what the fuck just happened. Uh, more laughs in the form of uh, this man. This, the, the writers on the show have tapped into my brain in such a way that I feel like I don't know anyone personally uh, that I could show this television show to that would enjoy it to the level that I do. Uh, if, you know what, because we're going to run out of time, because I've jammed two things into television talk as well, uh, let me throw this sort of statement out there. If you are a fan of the Comedy Bang Bang television show, as well as the podcast, sure, but more so the television show, uh, please email me to the address provided in the closing credits, tweet at me, uh, tweet at me and I will automatically follow you for the reason that uh, we are linked together in a strange sense of humor that is hard to find in the world. Uh, five out of five. Uh, one sort of sadness of this grouping of season four episodes that are recently available on Netflix uh, is that Reggie Watch's final show was uh, contained within... Uh, sad to see him go. I think they handled it pretty well. Um, and interesting for uh, sort of looking forward to the new Kid Cudi episode to see what he brings to the table because I don't really know him or of him. Uh, so we'll see what we'll see, I suppose. I suppose. Okay, so uh, moving on to uh, The Moaning of Life Series 2 or Season 2, as I prefer, because I live in Canada and not in the UK where they call Season Series for some reason. Uh, This is the show starring Carl Pilkington of an idiot abroad fame as he travels the world uh, moaning life. (laughs) He's just trying to figure out aspects of life through interviews and experimentation and all sorts of different uh, travelings and meeting strange and interesting people. So uh, it's an interesting travel show. I will say, and uh, I watched this with the missus because she, strangely, kind of, uh, she turned me on to this comedy show, if you could call it that, comedy documentary. Sure, yeah, that's an apt description, I think. Uh, We both agreed that season one was a little better than season two. Uh, in the laugh department. It was still good and interesting and definitely worth a watch. Uh, how about rating-wise? I'll go like a solid three and a half to four, maybe even the odd five moment where uh, you get a good laugh in there. Uh, it just season one felt funnier, which is what I'm looking for in a Carl Pilkington joint. Uh, okay, so some of the episodes he, he uh, looked into art, why there is art, what is art, He's got a very broad definition of art, which I can appreciate. Uh, One thing that jumps out from that episode is that he met a woman who would drink paint, not real paint, but like food coloring and stuff, and then vomit it out on a canvas, and that was her quote-unquote art. (laughs) Sure. 
the next episode, Identity. Uh, he meets some cross-dressers, uh, dresses as a lady. Doesn't seem to mind it too much, which I thought was a little interesting. Uh, that was the other thing the missus and I noticed. He seemed to be up for more than he normally is. Which, one of my favorite things of Carl Pilkington is him thrown into situations he doesn't want to be in and his reaction to that. Uh, and maybe that's why there was less in the way of laughter. These were situations he was... It didn't feel he was thrown into them. It, was, it, it felt like he felt like he sought them out. Uh, and maybe that takes away a little of the feeling of discomfiture that makes you laugh. Uh, there you go. That possibly made some sort of sense. Ooh, we're on a roll here. Today's book banter sponsor is Sponsor 1A Whatever. Okay, uh, if you've read the description, you will know I don't actually have a book, which does happen from time to time. Uh, I read, on average, a book a week, but uh, if that doesn't happen with the uh, schedule of recording a podcast, occasionally I will not have a book, so I'll have to improvise something else. Uh, what I've done occasionally, and what I'm going to do now, is uh, read things from Twitter that I have posted in the hopes that they are funny enough, interesting enough, downright enough for you to maybe uh, get a laugh or follow me on Twitter or both. Let's roll into uh, how to lose a friend in three words. Uh, if you haven't heard me do this before, basically falls into two categories. Uh, I play the hashtag wars on at midnight where they'll give you a hashtag uh, and then I'll send in a bunch or uh, I do something called uh, just tweets. If you search hashtag just tweets, uh, those will be for me. Okay, so uh, we're starting with hashtag how to lose a friend, sorry, hashtag lose a friend in three words. So I've got uh, Jar Jar is best. Uh, mash themed orgy question uh, mark I've got buy my slaves question mark and those aren't pillows exclamation point okay uh, next we have uh, hashtag bird celebs <laughs> so I've got uh, parrots Hilton mm-hmm uh, woodpecker Harrelson Jessica Albatross Kestrel Grammar, a.k.a. Fraser Crane. Huh? Uh, Stephen Kingfisher. Huh? Uh, okay, here's one. Uh, weed Movies. Now, uh, this one, some of these are good, and some of these for are not good, I would go so far as to say. But if you take them as a whole, I, I think it came out fairly well. Uh, and these are all Star Trek movies. So the Star Trek movies, in order... Uh, and remember, these are weed movies, are uh, Star Toke, The Motion Sickness Cure, uh, Star Toke 2, The Wrath of Chong, Star Toke 3, The Search for Spliff, Star Toke 4, The Voyage to White Castle, Star Toke 5, The Fatty Frontier, 
Startoke 6, the undiscovered couch lock. Startoke, uh, we're into uh, the next generation movies now. Startoke, first contact, high. Startoke, indica. Startoke, cannabis. Now we're into the reboots. Startoke, into dankness. And Startoke, Benson. Love, Lee. Okay, so now I think we're into... Uh, just tweets now. Uh, gotta scroll a little bit to get out of some stuff. Okay, uh, I appreciate the craft company making a safe sex PSA, but I think the use of Kool Aid's man was in bad taste. Uh, I prefer to stick it to the woman. <clears throat> Uh, I'm a little rusty on what they call iron oxide that is formed on iron or steel by oxidization. I really rolled out the red carpet for the hardwood floor installers and they did not appreciate it. Hashtag just tweets. These are, I should say. Uh, my, my glasses look so good, I would say I am B-spectacled, verging on A-spectacled even. Uh, strangers are just enemies you haven't met yet. Uh, you could say my writing style is Mark Twain, uh, whatever he is writing these days. Uh, report reporters, aka snitches. Am I right? Okay, that's not a good one to end on. Let's, find, let's see if we can find a good one to end on. Okay, how about this one? Uh, I walked in and demanded a raise. The elevator operator was happy to oblige. Today's game Gavin sponsor is Metal Slime, the world's first self-lubricating dildo. Thank you. Okay, well, I've got a new game to talk about, which is from an old franchise. The game is Dragon Quest Heroes, colon, Slime Edition. Slime Edition, because I believe that is what they called the PC edition, which is where I'm playing Dragon Quest Heroes. Heroes uh, also available for PS4, uh, maybe Xbox, I don't know. Uh, Dragon Quest VIII was one of my favorite video games uh, of that console. What console? Was that PS2 or PS3? I don't actually remember. I think it might have been PS2. Love, love, love that game so much. Um, have been looking for it or something like it for a long time and then saw this just recently came out came out last month actually so did something I don't do very often and then that is buy a game at full price but uh, couldn't resist uh, bought it uh, over the holidays because I knew I would have lots of time to get into it and uh, a game such as this you're going to need a lot of time because they're fucking huge uh, the art style is Dragon Ball Z-ish uh, the the gameplay is what is it? It's um, you've got sort of a hub, uh, 
eventually it's a ship, a flying ship that flies around the world. Uh, you'll take that ship and then go to different areas and then fight a bunch of bad guys. Uh, usually in the form of killing all of them or protecting someone or maybe there's some other goal in mind. Uh, I will admit that those goals feel kind of the same. The, the, there's not much in the way of variation. Um, not to say that they're not fun doing them, but uh, I wouldn't mind a little more in the way of variety. Uh, how about rating-wise? We'll go there. Uh, Dragon Quest Eight back in the day, I would have given a 5 out of 5, hands down. Looking back on it, I'm thinking that. You know, maybe if I picked it up today, I might not have the same feeling. Uh, you know what? It had more varied things you could do than this. <laughs> Anyways, uh, rating for this, uh, so far I go 4 out of 5. Uh, I will say I'm not complete it yet. I haven't completed it yet. Um, I just entered a level where I'm fighting in a giant tree, which is pretty cool. Uh, the monsters are the classic ones from this franchise, uh, the ones that I remember from Dragon Quest VIII. And I, I should per perhaps say on that note, uh, there's a shit ton of games in this series. Uh, people love this. Uh, love this series as much as they do maybe about like a Final Fantasy. Uh, that being said, similar to Final Fantasy, I didn't play the early games. I didn't play 1 through 8 with Final Fantasy. The first game I ever played was 10. Uh, so I'm sort of late to the party uh, in, in a lot of ways, which uh, I, I f hopefully I can be forgiven that. You can't play everything as a child. You just can't. Uh, and, and plus these were Japanese games, which I should mention. Very, very Japanese RPG feel to them. Or JRPG, if you feel. Uh, that's the other thing. The RPG elements are mm, a little dumbed down, a little on the light side. I wouldn't mind a little more in the way of customization for characters or uh, weapons or, or things of that nature. Um... You've got you've got some crafting, which it's by no means a large part. Um, what else do you got? Something I loved of Dragon Quest Eight, which they have in this, but to a lesser degree, is that you could in Dragon Quest Eight capture monsters and then use them to fight your fight with you in battles, which is a really cool mechanic. Uh, the collecting of all of them in that game was was a cool and fun thing to try to do. Here. Uh, you don't actually capture them per se. So you kill a bad guy, he'll drop a coin, you pick that coin up, and then you could shoot that same bad guy out to fight for you uh, for a limited time. So it's not like you keep them, uh, you go back to your 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 little spaceship, not spaceship, your flying ship, uh, you can, you know... It's not like that. Uh, you're sort of using them as a one-off ability, which uh, feels lessened compared to what I remember from Dragon Quest VIII, which is a shame. Um, the acting is, is pretty bad in some cases. You can play as the guy, as a girl, as a guy or a girl. I chose the girl as I quite often do. The guy's annoying as hell, so glad I didn't uh, pick him. Uh, there's a couple of annoying guys on this. Uh, yeah. Uh, did I get my rating at 4 so far? With potential to go down, to be honest with you. Uh, I could see my interest potentially waning unless things change. Like, if this game remains the same as it has so far for another 20 hours, uh, I would feel let down. Okay? Okay.
internet intercourse. I like turtles. Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is Obama Coffee. Coffee, how I like my president. Strong, black, and full of hope and change. Internet Intercourse item the first is the combination of one item into two. Let me explain. Comedians in cars getting coffee is back. Yes. Uh, this is, uh, I think I've mentioned this before, this is something that I feel, uh, for lack of a better term, hipstery about. Something that uh, I was watching from episode one and trying to explain to people how amazing it was, and then now that it's been around for a while, everyone loves it. Uh, so I feel like I got in on the ground floor, which is a, a, a hipstery feeling, but I have it, and you can't deny me my feelings. Season, what is this, four maybe? It's kind of strange to f call things from the internet seasons, but sure, that's what it is. Uh, especially this, in terms of seasons on uh, the internet versus TV, uh, this season in particular, at least the first two episodes, feel like Jerry Seinfeld is aiming at getting this on TV, potentially. Like, uh, all the episodes are uh, 22, 24 minutes long, which is a typical half-hour television show. Uh, so so maybe he's thinking of doing it that way. I, I don't know. But uh, uh, if you're unfamiliar with comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, what it is is Jerry Seinfeld will pick a classic car of some sort, a weird car, often... A cool car sometimes. Uh, he'll then uh, pick up a comedian. Uh, they'll drive around a bit. So they'll shoot the shit. It's a podcast, basically. Uh, at its sort of truest sense, it's got a very podcasty feel. Just two dudes sitting around talking about shit. And I love it. And that rhymes, and you know it rhymes, Marge. Uh, episode first of the season was a little late on the comedian's side in the sense that it was President goddamn Barack Obama. Uh, yeah, that was pretty fucked. Uh, when, you, when you sort of uh, couch it around the, the fact that President Obama is most likely, I'd say almost 100%, the funniest president that there has ever been, he's not a comedian... But he is very funny, so uh, I suppose we'll let it slide. Uh, and you know what, he, he's got that sort of thing where you could tell it's not editing that's making him funny, it, it's it's him. He, he's got good timing. Uh, smart, obviously, you got to be pretty smart to do uh, that job, I suppose. Unless, of course, Donald Trump wins, and then maybe the, that'll be the exception that proves the rule. Uh, something they did not do is go and get coffee in the sense that they left the White House grounds and went into the public. Uh, that's what they normally do, I, I suppose. They could have done it. It just would have been not easy to do. Uh, the next episode, they had a comedian comedian in the form of Steve Martin. Uh, this one I really, really uh, was interested in. Steve Martin, an interesting character in the world of comedy and they really delved into it which i appreciated very very much uh so many comedians look up to him idolize him have become comedians because of him um and they spoke of that uh, they also spoke of how one day he just seemingly said that's it i'm not doing comedy anymore stand-up comedy i should say uh which is very very strange from all the 
like when I say it this way, I, all all day, every day, for the most part, uh, I'm listening to comedians. I'm searching out comedians. I'm I'm trying to find the the sort of eternal struggle for shits and giggles to find things to amuse myself to turn this shitty fucking world into uh, the odd ray of laughter. So. When I say it's strange that a comedian stops being a comedian, uh, you can hopefully trust me on that. It, it's it's usually a thing that people do, and then we'll never be able to stop doing. P- th- something that people get up on stage and tell jokes, uh, and and they get good at that, and then they won't be able to stop doing that for the rest of their lives. They'll they'll die on stage, if you will. So he's sort of an anomaly among comedians, uh, and and they spoke of why he stopped. Uh, how he feels about stopping, uh, thoughts of him starting again, uh, things of that nature. Really, really good. Hope you listen to both of those, or rather watch them, because they're videos. <sighs> okay, moving on to... Shit, fuck. Moving on to... Uh, we're out of time, so I'll have to do these quick. Uh, the Nerdist Podcast with guest Jason Alexander... Pretty cool. Uh, since we're doing Jerry Seinfeld, I thought I'd throw a little George Costanza in there as well, a.k.a. Jason Alexander. Uh, kind of cool to hear a long-form interview with him. I'd never had before, so it was nice to get a little more in-depth, which is why I love friggin' podcasts so much. Uh, so uh, go listen to that. It's running out of time. already mentioned. Got to speed through, speed through. Uh, the last quote-unquote episode of the James Bonding podcast. I feel like I just started listening to this, and now they're over. Um, Matt Myra and Matt Gourley sitting around talking about all James Bond movies since they have just spoken of Spectre that just came out. That means they're done, at least until another uh, James Bond movie comes out, and then they'll do another episode. Uh, so if you are a fan of James Bond, if you are a fan of comedy, if you would like to have those two melded together, if you would like to know more of the sort of behind-the-scenes action of James Bond movies than you ever thought possible, mixed with comedy, uh, you will love these things as I did. Uh, made me want to sort of go back from the beginning and watch all the James Bond movies, which I have not done in a long time. Uh, that's something you gotta do... Like, it's something I should have maybe done over the Christmas holidays. It's it's something, like, you need some time to uh, to delve into that. So, uh, it's on my brain to do it. And if I do, as you can imagine, I'll be bringing those back in uh, movie monologues. You can goddamn guarantee. Sort of a mini James Bonding uh, podcast, you could say. <clears throat> uh, last but not least, since we're out of time, I don't have time to talk about it. Huh? Out of time, don't have time. That's how that works. Time. Uh, Harmontown, uh, turning into, goddamn, one of my favorite podcasts, such a sense of community that has been pulling me in, just incredible, uh, right now I'm, uh, working my way through the, sort of, on the road episodes, the on the road episodes that, uh, took place during the filming of the movie Harmontown, which, uh, I'm 99% sure I brought back to this on a movie monologue, or perhaps so long ago it was a movie Monday. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, love these things. Dan Harmon, I wish you were my father. Just period. Full stop. Folks, it is nice to be nice to the nice. 
I like Ron. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.